0: Yes, indeed, and we are anxiously awaiting uh, any kind of a home improvement question you might have. Just call it in or text it in, whichever is easier for you, and that number is 651-461-9226. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How's your day going? So far, so good, but, you know, it is early. (laughs) It is. Anything can happen, but it looks like a nice day. I know we, we could use a few more showers Around here, but it looks like it's uh, just a, a small, small chance uh, here and there. But a nice Sunday tomorrow. Uh, what's been happening with uh, you and all the crews at Linda's Construction? How's how's progress?
1: Well, you know, uh, we are uh, we are getting caught up. Uh, the guys have been working hard. Uh, we have experienced our first two rain days of the entire year this year, though. Um, the week before last and last week we had some uh, weather uh, related issues where we shut some things down, but. Other than that, uh, guys are going great. Uh, everything seems to be going really, really well, working our way through the storm damage, lots of siding, uh, a ton of roofing. Of course, leaf guards going out there, and uh, the good folks at Marvin have been keeping up with our orders. We're way ahead on our window installs over last year, too, so it's uh, looking like we've been able to help out a lot of folks this year.
0: Well, that's excellent. I uh, noticed maybe it was last week. Down the block, uh, another Linda's truck. That happens quite often uh, around my neighborhood here. I'm not sure what was going on. I'm not sure what uh, who the neighbor was, but uh, there was the truck. I'm thinking it may have been another, yet another house here in the neighborhood with uh, leaf guard gutters. And that kind of goes back to what you said with 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 people needing. Uh, you know, building, remodeling, uh, leaf guard gutters, whatever the case may be, they need uh, is to get references. And like you said, you could go to a whole lot of different neighborhoods. And if somebody said, yeah, let's check out Linda's construction. Well, there's you've got examples right in your own block, probably. I can see that when you've said that, it it really has happened around here, too.
1: Yeah, you know, Denny, we have over, I think it's uh, 120,000 customers now in the Twin Cities metro area, so it's usually not hard for us to find a project that we've worked on in your neighborhood and customers that you can talk to, and, and you know, we're not perfect, Denny. You know, we, we 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 try our best to be perfect, but uh, if a customer ever wants uh, to figure out how we deal with service, if something goes go sideways, we've got those customers to talk to, too. We're pretty transparent and open about what we do and how we do it, so we'll uh, go to the current job sites job sites that are 15 years old or ones that we installed last year it doesn't whatever you want to look at we give the customers the list and let them check it out
0: you know what we haven't talked about and we we get new listeners all the time but maybe the folks that uh, aren't uh, familiar with Linda's construction L I N D U uh, S maybe you could shed a little light on it i uh, of course i've been associated with Linda's for many many years what 20 five maybe more i don't even i've lost count but uh w- tell us about it still a family run business and uh tell us how you got involved in this
1: well uh, you know uh i'm second generation mom and dad started in 1979 from uh from farming pigs and a little bit of crops to uh, doing some siding and decking and uh, eventually dad and mom started making a little bit more money doing that and got rid of the pigs in the uh, early 80s and I uh, started working with them uh, circa 1993, I think my first job uh, paid about two bucks an hour. That's uh, one of the nice parts about your kids working your company, you don't have to pay them a lot <laughs> and, right. uh, when, when you have to feed them at night, <laughs> and, Yeah. but uh, we have uh, my brothers and I have uh, been running the day-to-day for about 15 years now, and the coolest part then is, we had a company-wide meeting this past Wednesday, uh-huh. and we had a whole bunch of 11-, 12-, 13-year anniversaries and then some that were like 21 and 24 year anniversaries. Those are people that have worked for us that long. I I, I can tell you, then we have a, like I said over 120,000 customers. Yeah. Me personally, I've had to talk to two upset customers in like the last five years as a business owner. And every single project that we work on, every customer gets me and both my brothers emails and cell phone numbers. Loud and proud, like any problems, call us. We want to know. That's just the way we are. But the group of people I get to work with every day, they really are craftsmen, Denny. Some of the projects that we're completing from from the, the siding projects, the decking projects, the interior remodeling projects, and, of course, our, our leaf guard guys, the, the reviews and the five-star reviews, we're getting back from them. It just amazes me every day. It comes in daily, and it's just a lot of fun to be around.
0: Well, you like any good manager or owner or just business, you surround yourself with good people, and uh, and you uh, you still have control over that. It's still, as I said, it's still a family run business, and uh, I, I see on Facebook all the time about celebrations. And of course, you celebrate your 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 employees' birthdays, but the anniversaries, yeah, like. Twenty-five years or more, and then not just one or two—you have many people. So, anyway, congratulations to all of those, all of those folks. Tell you what, let's do. Uh, I know we got. uh, Let's do. I was going to take a break, but let's grab a call here. I think Jeff is calling in from uh, Minneapolis. Let's uh, hear from Jeff, and then we'll uh, take a quick break and invite more listeners. Thank you, Jeff. What's your question for Andy? Yeah. Hi.
2: I have a. uh
0: from Jeff, and then we'll uh, take a quick break and invite more listeners. Thank you, Jeff. What's your question for Andy?
2: Yeah, hi. I have a uh, roughly 100-year-old Minneapolis, South Minneapolis house with the unfinished, unusable attic, and I'd like to replace the, there's a window in the front and a window in the back of the house, and um, I'd like to get something maintenance-free to replace those windows. Are they some kind of a different kind of window that you'd put in the living area?
1: It's the living area of the attic space. Are you sure they're not no. gable vents?
2: No, no, no. These are windows. It's an unfinished, unusable attic. And there's a window okay. in the front, a window in the back. And I just oh, would like attic. to get them. Does that make sense to you? Yep. There's a are win- uh, You're talking about the attic windows, correct? Right. Just the attic windows. Right. There, they're about There's two windows. One in front, one in back. They're about two and a half feet tall and two feet wide. And you know, they're just not – they don't open or shut, or they're just there, so. And do you
1: want them to open and shut? I'm guessing they're just dead yeah. lights because for energy yeah, efficiency no. reasons?
2: No, they don't need to be open. The attic has never been used. I mean, it's not usable. We – I haven't been up there for decades. I just want something because I don't want to get up on the ladders anymore to do the painting and the scraping and, you know, just yeah. –
1: very easily done. Um, we replace windows like that all the time. Uh, so yeah, no, it's and 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 marketably more efficient. I if it's an unused attic space and and it's not insulated properly, those windows are probably leaking a lot of air too. So be worth it taking a look at your house as a whole. Besides the windows, what else is going on in the attic? I'd want to look at it all. But that's one of the nice things when you have us come out and give you a free estimate. We're going to do that no matter what so you can really have a game plan on what's going on with your house and make the best decision for it.
0: All right. Great. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Let's uh, do this, uh, invite our listeners to to text in or call in any kind of a home improvement question for Andy this morning. And that number for either a text or call is 651-461-9226. Let's take this break. Come back on the other side uh, with more home improvement talk here. 67 degrees in the Twin Cities right now on our way to near 76. Maybe a few uh, showers possible today as well. But a nice Sunday tomorrow. Right now, 67 degrees. Stay with us. Good Saturday morning to you, Denny. Long back with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, answering your home improvement type of questions this morning, as we've done for years. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll uh, get it done for you, uh, Andy. A, a texter uh, asked this, and I, it was in reference to to last week's show. You were off last week, uh, but I'll just read it. Last week on your show, it was stated never ever use water based paint outside. Was that just for decks? Yes. Uh, they are siding the shed with Duratemp plywood siding, and though it comes primed, we will be painting it. Can we only consider oil-based paint? Thanks so much for the always helpful advice. Love this show, and this kind of runs on, and love my leaf guard gutters. So we always love to hear that, too. Now, we were talking about decks, uh, and uh, you, don't, you don't want to paint a deck, and, uh, right, Andy? I mean, You know what you'll be doing after a short period of time.
1: Correct. And I, I would still probably lean oil-based for exterior walls anyways. I've just had a better luck with that lasting longer than some of the water-based paints. But um, if I'm looking at painting anything on the exterior of the home, I'm going to go to Sherwin, Sherwin-Williams and look at some of their lifetime paints and go go with whatever they recommend.
0: Yeah, good good advice. But yeah, the, the, we were just uh, talking about decks at that, uh, that particular time. People have painted, I remember many, many years ago, a couple of decks ago, uh, when I made that mistake of using a uh, uh, an acrylic uh, solid color stain, which is basically a paint, and oh my goodness, mm-hmm. what had to happen? You got to you got to sand all of that off.
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about having yeah. to sand all that off. Uh, and uh, I believe you used a stripper at first too, and then went to the sander. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. That's a lot of a lot of work. Now, don't do it. Not not there anyway. But, yeah, other, other, uh, uh, there are a lot of great paints out there for, for uh, various types of things, not decks. Um, here's an interesting one, Andy. How important, and you can help me on this, is a layer of, quote, cedar breather underneath cedar shingles? What's the story with that question?
1: Cedar breather. You know, I'm not uh, familiar with cedar breather. We don't do a lot of cedar shingles. Um, and, and in fact, Andy, I don't understand cedar shingles. I don't understand why people use them. I, I get they look nice and they can last a long time as long as you're doing the annual maintenance on them and treating them on a regular basis. Both the materials that we have available for us with roofing right now, and for what cedar costs, I mean, we still have those Glenwood shingles. Like, like we're the only ones in the country that have those shingles available to us now. And like the ones that we put on your house. GAF had continued yeah. them. They, they made a special run for us. We were taking delivery of them this week. And it still is the only shingle we haven't found storm damaged. Now, we have had, get this, Denny. This is like the only thing, how do I say this in the nicest way possible? The only thing consistent about the insurance adjuster industry is how inconsistent they are. <laughs> We've we pointed out a Glenwood roof that they called, said it was damaged, that wasn't damaged. And they told us that we had to replace it because the the adjuster called it claim. And if they don't, then the roof won't be covered on any more of any future insurance for the customer. So essentially we have to replace a roof that doesn't need to be replaced because the insurance company won't cover it now. That that those stories are becoming way too common and when you're talking to other other roofers. And knowing that we're one of the only people in the country using these types of shingles and for what those cost compared to a cedar cedar shake roof denny the the options out there are are endless so you can get a lifetime asphalt roof for less than a cedar shake roof and that's why i just i I would never recommend it we don't install them and outside of certain even like the 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 neighborhoods in the twin cities that had covenants where you had to put cedar shakes on those have been widely relaxed over the last five years because of the problems with cedar shakes so I stay away from that. If I were you, I'm not familiar with the underlayment that they're talking about, but that's just—it's uh, not a roofing that we use.
0: And cedar uh, shakes—that uh, I would think it's got to be a huge uh, labor-intensive type of work.
1: It is. It is. You know, it's—you know—it's going to be similar to that of a Glenwood a Glenwood shingle roof because of how heavy the shingles are and how what they are to cut. Oh, but yeah. having said that, it's probably twenty to thirty percent more labor installing a cedar shake roof than any type of asphalt roof
0: why why are there so many inconsistencies in that that insurance situation like you just said what what what's why does that is that just because they don't want to they don't want to pay that simple as that
1: you know it's 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 some that are like obvious hail damage that we struggle to get to get approved and then ones that have no hail damage get approved i'm like well they don't have damage but, well, yeah, but the adjuster approved it. So it all depends on the adjuster. There's human errors that that happen all the time. Some of the independent adjusters have incentive to make the claims, which doesn't make any sense to me. And this is why the 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 whole industry, I believe, is going over a, a tremendous change. It already has. There's a lot of policies that are that are changing. Um, new policies, especially when you're when you're changing insurance companies. If you're in that process, be sure to read all of the fine print existing policies are, are some some may be grandfathered in so you're going to want to look at that before you make a change but for instance um a lot of uh, uh, an insurance company that we're in rain lane with, the new policies state that any roof older than 10 years old they're only going to pay 50 percent of the replacement cost There, which means you're only going to get your actual cash value not your depreciated value on your policy meaning that any they know that a roof that's older than 10 years old has like a two to three times more likely to damage on inch and a half hail, depending on what study you look at. So they know that, but the existing policies out there, they can't change that. So anybody that signs up for the new policy is going to get that. And if you try to make a change in that policy, this is why I think the best advice I can give anyone when it comes to dealing with insurance companies and insurance agents and adjusters is know who you buy your insurance from, have a relationship with their, and take the time to read the entire policy in person with whoever you're buying your insurance from the customers that take that step and have a friend at the insurance agency that they buy from seem to have a much better experience with the claim process.
0: It's more work, but uh, it's uh, you'll end up being grateful to yourself for that, uh, for that extra, extra work. Yeah. Good advice. Um, I'm looking at the clock here. It's time to take a break here invite our listeners to join in. We have about another half hour of the show to go. But don't wait. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, it doesn't have to be about insurance. It's going to be about insulation or decks or anything uh, related to home improvement. Call Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction or send him a text, 651 Back with a forecast in a moment here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Denny Long here, along from Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis, L-I-N-D. Well, if you want to get in touch with those good folks, I want to mention that number. Easy number to remember: eight four four nine Lindis. eight four four nine Lindis. We'll give that to you again before uh, Andy leaves us uh, today. Andy, as usual, we have uh, textures. And if you'd like to call in your home improvement question, either way, call or text. Number is the same: six five one four six one. Nine two two six. Uh let's see. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, hi Andy and Denny. I always enjoy listening to your show. Thank you. Uh, our son bought a one story nineteen twenty two built home in South Minneapolis. The maple flooring throughout creeks and is spongy all throughout the house as you walk. How can that be reinforced? The basement has open access th- uh, through the ceiling. Oh that's good. That's that's mm-hmm. good news, huh?
1: Yeah. What can be done there, yeah. Andy? You know, um, it's a 1922 home, so I wouldn't expect miracles. Um, but having said that, if the, especially if you're going to be refinishing the floors, and because the refinishing process can help harden things up a little bit too, but if you can get from underneath and you can put a bracket and then screw from underneath those loose boards and get them to kind of suck farther down on the joists, that might help. Having said that, I really, really doubt you're going to get rid of all of the creaking in the home. But the sponginess, that that part you should be able to get rid of. If the boards feel loose and you can get from underneath, then I, I'd, I'd give that a shot. Just make sure you're, you're picking the right size fasteners so you're not going up through the floor.
0: Yeah, especially, and I'm not sure if uh, wood floor people uh, do that kind of repair. Maybe they will. Uh, wood uh, would do that. It would probably benefit their work, too, if you could tighten up that subfloor. Uh, for correct.
1: Sure. And for sure. And, and that's a, that's a great point, Denny. And I wouldn't be, if I was that person getting a free estimate from a hardwood, uh, specialist or a flooring specialist to come in and take a look at it, wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. At the very least, you're going to get a professional ice on it and get their opinion on what they would do. And once you have that, you can make maybe a, a better decision on, on how to attack it.
0: I was thinking about in my particular case of, of uh, wondering whether I should tackle any particular job plumbing, electrical, or whatever the case may be. Forget carpentry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to go there. But what about you, Andy? Is, is there a job that, uh, that, as far as do it yourself, that you rely on other professionals saying, nah, uh, let's leave it to another pro to tackle this? That you, you just you don't want to even try to tackle?
1: You know, um, we, we're all guilty of trying to do things that we shouldn't at times, <laughs> me, <laughs> me included. And I have lots of people that are way better at almost every job involving a tool than I am nowadays. Having said that, we're so busy. Sometimes we just start to tackle things that, that we shouldn't. Um like my, my brother yesterday, maybe he shouldn't be driving a Bobcat and dropping trees through the, the bucket. And, and, and like we, my brothers and I have a tendency to wreck equipment when we do things that we shouldn't do. And we always end up causing more damage or costing us more money. And, and somehow both my brothers, whenever they wreck something, they blame. it still comes back on me because I'm the oldest brother. And apparently I've wrecked a lot of stuff in my life. So it's because they're related to me that they they tend to have bobcat issues or equipment issues. Oh, we we're guilty of it all the time. Yeah. But off the top of my head, plumbing and electrical work are things that I almost never want to touch because I'm I'm bad at it and and there's I have some resources within the family to get get help fast when I need it.
0: Yeah, there's some I agree with. There's some things I can do, but I uh, forget electric. Well, some you know minor things, but uh, not not when it comes to. Uh, to major things. And I really uh, uh, appreciate people, male and female, who can do these things. I think that's, that's, uh-huh. that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I've always want, often wondered, and you've talked about that once in a while with uh, with various uh, projects. Now, were you not, when you began in your, your illustrious career with your family business, you were kind of a destruction kind of a guy, though, weren't you?
1: Oh, yeah, I was, yes, yeah, it was, it was on the uh, Lindus Destruction Crew, is what we what we named it. They, you know, we weren't good enough to. Uh, they allowed us to put anything new back on the house, but we were strong enough and uh, and willing enough to be the people that went there and tore off all the old stuff and threw it in the dumpsters. So that was my first job, and then I ended up on a roofing crew, and then we uh, ended up running a leaf guard crew for a few years before. Going to St. Cloud and starting up the uh, the St. Cloud Leaf Guard office back in the day. So yeah, no, we've uh, we've all done it all. My brothers and I have all worked in the business. It's just, uh, I'm telling you, the guys and the gals that are wearing the tool belts every day, Denny, the, their their efficiencies and their their ability to just use the tools better than me. I the, the feeling of inadequacy that I have when I get on a job site around my people is is astounding to me. It just this, there's Everybody just seems to be so much better at their job than, than I am right now. And it's, it's fun to be around, but uh, it also makes me uh, want to get out in the field a little bit more.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to call in your question uh, or text, either one, uh, 651-461-9226. The texter wants to know, what's the process of getting Lindis over to get an estimate on insulation? They don't say where. I presume it's an attic.
1: Uh, all they have to do is uh, lindusconstruction.com or uh, any one of the, the social medias, uh, 1 800 uh, Leaf Guard or 844 Lindus. Uh, you can call any of those numbers and we'll come out and give you a free estimate. So, where I think right now, on average, it takes us about five to seven days to come out and uh, take a look at your house. And we'd probably be able to give you an estimate within one to three hours of being there.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, what, what does the person that Lindis sends, what do they actually do? I mean, do they just need access to the attic? Do they climb up there? What, what, what is the process?
1: Correct. Yeah, we need complete access to the attic, and we're going to look at the entire house as a whole. So anybody, Anytime someone calls us about energy efficiency or doing insulation, Denny, we're going to want to look at the basement. We're going to want to look at the attic because all of those parts are connected and if you mess with one you can the the unintended consequences are a real thing so we got to consider the house as a whole and that's what you're going to get with us we have more diagnostic tools at our disposal than almost any other contractor in the country so you're going to get a very detailed estimate on what we would do for our home and then we can tear it out and sometimes they're like all right you can start here this is like you know the the best way to do it possible but if you can not you know if if the price is a little bit too much there we can start with this project and go to this project and go to this project and and sometimes we tell people they're like hey no i just want to do all that how about just put an insulation we'll say well i wouldn't do that i think you're going to cause more harm than good more often than not when people just want to blow an insulation over the top of old insulation it's a bad idea we always tell people almost every attic that we're in denny has three or four types of insulation in it already what that tells us is three to four times people have tried to fix this attic already and they haven't addressed the real problem, and that's airflow. So, unfortunately, usually the best way to deal with attics is to pull out all of the old stuff, make sure it's all sealed up with a spray foam, and then get it, get that R value to an R60, and, and, and that will be the last time anyone ever has to touch that attic. That's our goal. Oh, yeah. When we touch a project, no one else will have to touch it.
0: Yeah, that, that, what a world of difference uh, that that alone will do. Tell you what, let's uh, before we have a quick break, let's grab a phone call. I think Jim is calling in from uh, Maplewood this morning. Jim, uh, good morning. What is your question for Andy Lindis?
2: Good morning. Yeah, I have a question. Morning. We finished our basement about 20 years ago, and there's a, a wall that kind of splits the basement in half. One side is carpeted with a family room, the other side the bathroom and the furnace room and all that kind of stuff. Well, in this last year, along that wall that's in the center, the floor is wet right along the wall. I've checked plumbing. There's no plumbing lines in that wall. I've checked the furnace room. The other side of the wall is all dry. And I'm afraid or I'm wondering, is it possible that there's a crack in the floor of the basement that the water is seeping up into?
1: the basement? You know, sometimes it's, remember concrete's a porous material and if there's, there's the water can go through it without the crack. So if can you're I... getting some hydrostatic pressure from the ground there, uh, it's not uncommon that we find water coming up in the middle of the basement. And okay. so can I feel that? I you might be able to, but if I were you, I would call safebasements.com Jesse Trouble. It's a free service. There's nobody better in the country at looking at basements than that crew. I've told the story before, Denny. Like, I I work with offices all around the United States and been to home shows and shows all around the United States. And it's amazing. When I look at basement technologies around the country, I can see Jesse Treble's influence there. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: we, we see his patented devices used around the country. And 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 we're just lucky enough to have him in our own backyard. So if you're having issues, get a hold of SafeBasements.com. They'll be able to tell you exactly what's going on and and how to address it. So if you're having issues, get a hold of SafeBasements.com. They'll be able to tell you exactly what's going on and and how to address it. Not not fun. It's weird that it's the that it's been kind of a dry year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's not not typical to have that that water coming up in the middle of a basement any dry year. Now, if you're a little bit farther up north, I don't know where, where he is. Like, uh, you know, I, I got to go up to Lake of the Woods uh, a week and a half ago, and the flooding up there, Denny, is, is crazy. Mm. You remember, the that, that area of the world, the water flows north. And the, the Canadians, they, they screwed up and didn't open the dam up enough, so the water levels are crazy high and we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage been caused around Lake of the woods because of the high water and up that area, the flooding up in that area has been, been ridiculous. And, and there's just been, you know, we've been, we've been wanting rain down here. I've been watching every rain cloud. It seems like just makes a beeline to war road. And uh, so they've, they've been, so if you're up North, maybe, maybe you have some water issues, but it's just weird if you're in the twin cities metro area and you're experiencing this for the first time.
0: Well, Jim, I know we have to break here, but I I agree with Andy. I would definitely call uh, Safe Basements. Get online, safebasements.com, or call them and uh, get Jesse Treble. Local company, CCO Land Company, that uh, will come out and give you an estimate, free estimate. Uh, they know their stuff, so I would do that very thing. All right, uh, we need to take a quick break here. We have a few minutes uh, to go on the show. We have some text messages I'd like to uh, ask you, Andy, so let's do that when we come back. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by Lindus Construction. Again, if you want to get in touch uh, with uh, those good folks, do that at uh, easy number to remember 8449 Lindus, L I N D U S. You can always get online too at Lindus Construction dot com. Andy Lindis answering your uh, home improvement questions this morning. Andy, I know we have some remaining minutes of the show to go. Let's see who else we can help out here. Uh, here's a text says, "Good morning. We just had our house recited with LP siding, and after the work was done, we noticed that some ends that were cut weren't sealed. Some trim edge seams aren't seamless. Some chalking seems heavier than in other areas." Is uh, all this something we should be concerned about? What should we do? We have not yet paid the contractor.
1: Um, it, well, with any of those concerns, I would talk to your contractor first and foremost and and take pictures and and go from there. Um, I, I don't know what the terms of your contract are, when when you're supposed to be paying, or how much you've already paid the contractor, but... What we always tell people is, you know, we want them to keep that last third until they're happy. So, you know, that's 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 us. And there's definite rules and ways that you're supposed to install LP smart side now without seeing exactly what they're talking about. You know, cut ends aren't aren't a, a, a good thing to be exposed. I don't know if they're not using the right silicone or they didn't paint those edges or what they're talking about with the trim boards, but there's a lot of different ways and materials that people have been using on, on different siding projects because of availability. So I don't know what trim boards that they used to go with the OP or how it was installed, but, you know, you can always send us some pictures. We'll gladly take a look at it and let you know how we feel. But if you haven't discussed this with your contractor yet, definitely start there. One of the nice things about Minnesota Denny is we have a lot of really good contractors here. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of people doing good work, and yep. and and almost all of them want to do good work. So if you point out some, you know, a little bit of a punch list, like this, chances are the contractor is going to tell you why it's done that way, or fix it and make it done that way, and then you'll be happy. So just have the conversation and go from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Texter says, my, "My, well, this is interesting. My wife insists on having a white deck. It is cedar wood, but she does not like any of the oil-based wood tone colors for decks. I know I should not paint it. So what are my options?" Thank you for all your great help every week. A white deck. I don't even know. Do you know of any uh, uh, low-maintenance decks that are that bright white?
1: No, 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 no. If if I was going to be doing something like that, I'd be looking at like a whitewash-type stain. Yeah. I think you might be a little bit better off on that. But just like with anything that you're doing, you know, make sure you, you get the deck dry, start with a brightener and conditioner, and then hopefully it'll it'll take. And if you've never done any type of stain like that before, I would get a couple of test boards and practice before you actually apply it on your deck. So, but uh, a white deck, that'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of white railings, but not a a white deck. You know, the footprints alone would drive me nuts.
0: Well, yeah, not only that, but just, uh, I mean, if you have any trees around or just the dust and the, I mean, just pollen, all of this stuff. I would think it would really attract a lot of dirt if I can just use that term,
1: you know. Correct. It just doesn't seem like it would ever be clean.
0: So I, uh, as far as options, I maybe that's as close as you can come, some kind of a whitewash uh, type of uh, stain. But you've got to have that penetration, don't you?
1: Yes. If you're going to be plying on a deck, I just, just from a longevity standpoint, that's that's the way I would go. But, hey, I'd be curious to see how it lasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be getting a call next year. As a matter of fact, no, no doubt. Uh, what's the schedule like for uh, you know? We talk about uh, insulation. You said some folks can get maybe uh, an estimate, get their uh, their their attic, their home checked out here in the next week or so. But when could when could the actual work be done? If if they went, oh,
2: we'll get it
1: done yet this year. Insulation uh, work, well, we can get on it uh, pretty quick. So, uh, like. Uh, I think our our average lead time on most projects right now, Denny, is in that four to eight eight week range oh that's great so that's a, that really isn't that bad of a lead time at all, so we've been able to keep up but we've been blessed the last two years we've been able to grow we've added some you know really experienced awesome craftsmen and and our people you know they they they're they're kicking butt and this year. Denny, we just had our first rain day like a week and a half ago. Yeah, I know. So we've we, we've been we've been able to work all year long. So we've we've, we've been uh, it's been nice to keep keep up and, and have decent lead times. Trust me, I remember 2017. I was telling people, all right, uh, they're going to give me a, a third down, and I have to look at them with a straight face and said, "See you in 54 weeks." Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, four to eight weeks, we'll take it.
0: That's great. <clears throat> well, excuse me. We're just about out of time, Andy. Thanks again for all your uh, your help as usual. Uh, and I, I have one more question, and then we got to scoot here. And generally, uh, we get these questions about does Lindis do work here or there? This one in particular was around Big Lake. But can folks just call Lindis, and those folks that answer the phone will tell them, you know, no, we do, yes, we do, or give a number, or you know, maybe a, a recommendation? Is that fair?
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. If uh, if it's an area of the world that we don't do work in, but we're comfortable enough to recommend a contractor, yeah, we right. will. And when it comes to Minnesota areas, from Duluth to Alexandria to even Fargo, Mankato area, we, we have contractors that we've worked with that we can recommend. So give us a call. We'll help you out. Got to go. Thanks,
0: Andy. Eight four four nine lindis and we'll try this again next week. Thanks, Andy. Have a good week. Right now in the Twin Cities, mostly cloudy. It's uh, 67 degrees. What are we going for? Near 76. Stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO.